0: Hey everybody, this is Philip Riccobono. This is the ComingToAmericaBaseball.com podcast, the only podcast in English coming to you from Asia talking about Pacific Rim baseball. Uh, on a serious note this week, uh, last week Kim Goon of the Hanwha Eagles made some serious, seriously controversial, some people say racist, some people say dumb, some people say insensitive comments towards Shane Newman, an African-American pitcher for the Lotte Giants. Uh, basically, um, Kim tae um mentioned that he has trouble against Shane Newman, hitting against Shane Newman. Kim tae goon is a uh, slugger for the Hanwha Eagles. Some say the best hitter in the Korean baseball organization. Uh, made some insensitive comments. I'm going to kind of paraphrase here, but you can look it up on my website. There's a link to... Jiho Yu, who will join us in a minute, Um, his uh, article about this. um, But Kim tae went on to say that he has problems picking up the ball or hitting against Shane Newman because Shane Newman's face is so dark and all he sees is his white teeth, which distracts him from seeing the ball. Uh, You may be flabbergasted. I told my friends this in the States and family, and they just – could not believe it. I mean, this is, uh, this is uh, Jim Crow type stuff. This is uh, uh, pre-13th Amendment type stuff. This is pre-civil rights stuff. There's no place for it in any part of the world. Uh, it would not fly in the States. Kim ti would have his arm in a sling right now, either by uh, MLB or by, uh, by a pitcher. Retaliating, But I did go to uh, the game this past uh, Friday where the Hanwha Eagles, Kim tae faced Shane Newman. And Shane Newman has been a gentleman throughout this whole thing. Has taken the high road and uh, Shane Newman got him out on a ground ball and then caught him looking twice. Kim tae didn't have the decency to sit down when he got... He stood there with his hands on his hips like a clown... Kind of protesting, uh, being called out on strikes, but uh, Shane Newman went on his business, and it's died down. Uh, just a side note, Lotte Giants' pitcher, I don't know his name, did go ahead and, and hit Kim Goon later in the game, and then he came out. I, I don't know, appeared to be an injury. So this podcast was recorded a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've been pretty busy here, uh, as you know, some of you I work also as a professor ending the semester finals, but I want you to enjoy uh, our guest this week, G.O.U. and John E. Gibson. Hey, John, uh, G.O., welcome to the show.
1: Okay, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for bringing me on. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, guys. Uh, it's, it's really nice you to take time out of your busy schedule and your NBA viewing pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about is um, the talent from Japan and, and Korea, or the lack thereof that some people think of. I don't know, did we get spoiled by Darvish, by Ichiro, by now Rue? Um, doesn't seem like you've got the, the, that caliber coming over right now. Um, the first guy I want to start with is uh, Lee Dae-ho, who the Yankees reportedly were looking at, uh, I think about a month ago, with Teixeira going down. He plays first base. Um, he's hitting much better this year. I think he's uh, he's tied for leading the Pacific League in average. Um, he was he hit 286 last year. He's uh, hitting 337 this year. John, what have you heard about him? And then Gio, why don't you tell us a little bit what you've heard about him as well and what you know about him from the past?
1: Well I can tell you there's a guy who uh Bobby Scales who played with him last year at Oryx and who's now working for the Angels organization and uh he just raved about about Lee about his swing, about his patience, about his uh pitch selection at the plate, what he what he decides to swing at and uh his pitch recognition. I haven't heard anything in particular about the Yankees, but I wouldn't be surprised if some teams really want to grab a hold of him because I think uh, the way he swings, and you watch his swing on off-speed pitches and on, on fastballs, and he's sitting on everything. Uh, he's, got, he's got a really nice level swing, uh, and he's stronger than a horse. So <laughs> it's no surprise.
0: <laughs> uh, Gio?
2: Yeah, well, you know, he's been a pretty good hitter in, in the Korean, uh, Korean baseball organization, the KBO. He won the batting triple crown twice, uh, won the MVP back in 2010. He was a league leader in seven different categories, offensively: uh, uh, the triple Crown categories plus on uh, base, slugging, what have you, a total bases, uh, doubles and whatnot. Uh, but I, I, I would question his fielding. Um, you know, he's, he's turning 31 in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure if he'd be able to play the kind of defense on corner infields that uh, the major league teams would expect him would expect a player of his caliber to do um i'm not sure if the, even if the, even the yankees a team like the yankees would be we willing to pay him a lot of, a lot of money to a a player who's essentially a, a dh and I, I don't i just don't think he has the glove to play in the majors but definitely he's a, he's a great hitter he's a big guy he's strong as a horse as john said but he's also very flexible uh there's not a lot of room for a pitcher uh when you're facing him when he stands in the at the batter's box, when he when he's crowding the plate, there's not a lot of room that you can pitch to, when you when you're facing him. So he's a great hitter, uh, definitely a major league material as far as offensive uh, talent is concerned. But I don't I don't I don't think he has the d to play in the majors.
1: Well, uh, if I can interrupt, that's something that I saw right away when he came to Japan. I noticed he, he's a big boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's listed at what 1.94 meters and uh, 130 kilograms. So. I don't think anybody is disillusioned by his glove or his running speed or anything. If they're going to bring him over, it's, it's going to be to hit. And, you know, DH is, is the job for him. And I don't think they care uh, as long as he produces. Look at a guy like, I, I'm not saying he'd be a right handed David Ortiz, but hmm. uh, in that mold, a guy who's going to produce with a bat, I don't think he care what, you know, he, he can, for his, if he's going to hit like he's hitting in Japan. Uh, or anything close. I think they'll just tell him leave his gloves in Japan or or at home and, and, and come on over.
0: Now it's no secret that there's a rivalry between Japan and Korea, uh historically, baseball wise. Um Gio or John, have you heard any stories where guys have gone over to uh to Japan from Korea And were sort of ostracized or anything like that. It doesn't seem like that's the case with with, uh, Lee Dae-ho from what I've seen on TV. He seems to be palling around with the guys. But have there been any cases like that that you've heard of?
2: Ji-ho? I haven't really heard anything uh, like that. But there's one instance where uh, we had a guy named Kim Tae-gyun who play for uh, Chiba.
0: Well, he plays for, uh, for my Hanwa Eagles now. Right. Uh, he played for yeah.
2: Chiba for a season and a half, I believe. And he left in the middle of his second season in Japan. Had a pretty solid first year in Japan. uh Hit something like 20 homers uh, in their first year. And then in the middle of the second season, he le- he left the team. And I think Is one that, of the that I'm, first. <laughs> I'm sorry?
1: His bat left
2: first. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, and then one of the things I heard was that he just was not able to make the adjustments off the field. And he was not getting along with the teammates in the clubhouse and whatnot. There's some, uh, even though you're both from, you know, Asia, there, there might have been some differences that he was not able to uh, make adjustments to. And that was really the only case that I've heard of Korean players playing in Japan where uh, they're being ostracized by the uh, Japanese teammates. Uh, other than that, um, we've had players in Japan since the early 1990s, I think, uh, with the uh, current Kia Tigers manager, dong yol pitching for Junichi. Uh, and Hanwan is a base running coach, Lee Jong-bum, one of the greatest players in, 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 in the KBO history. He was with, uh, with the Dragons for a bit and some other pitchers, too. And I don't think they had talked about any of the problems, uh, any personal problems with the teammates in the clubhouse.
1: Yeah, um all the, the three players you mentioned were the three instances that came to mind for me. Um mm-hmm. tae not being able to produce and and like I said, his bat leaving long <laughs> before he did. And then um uh Lee Jong Boom when he played with the Dragons in the nineties, I remember he got hit by a pitch yeah, uh, in the elbow late late in the season and he wasn't able to come back and he was never the same player. So right. here but I, I don't know if that was more about the Dragons trying to rush him back the next year and him not, you know getting over the mental hump because it was a pretty bad injury I, I, as I recall and um, uh, the other instance was uh, Son Dong Yo, who also pitched for the Dragons and uh, came over the first year with these incredible numbers from uh, Korea where people weren't able to even touch his pitches and then all of a sudden he, he I, I nicknamed him the fireman because uh, <laughs> because he'd start fires all over the place. Um, yeah. And uh, he couldn't get anybody out, and uh, they didn't really have a uh, a role for him if he wasn't going to close. And they started sticking him as uh, in as the setup man, and then later on he he figured things out a little bit, got some saves the second year, and then Samson Lee came in and replaced him. So um, another Korean player. So uh, he kind of disappeared, and after that I, I assume he just went back to Korea and became a <laughs> a, a, a
2: dominant pitcher again. I, I didn't. Well, he actually joined the rock band. So.
1: <laughs> started playing guitar. Well, he was pretty uh, old when he was with the Dragons.
2: Yeah, he was growing his hair long, and one of his managers in Korea didn't like that hair long. It was kind of like the Yankees—you couldn't grow, you couldn't grow your facial hair, you couldn't grow your hair long. So he got—he cut his hair, uh, played, play, played for a bit, and then he retired and joined the rock band.
0: Right. <laughs> and how's he doing with that?
2: Uh, he's doing all right. Uh, he's pretty happy, I think, uh, with his life off baseball.
0: Interesting. So I mentioned before that I think we got a little bit spoiled by guys like Darvish and (laughs) Rue, Ichiro. And I I also want to throw Kuroda in there. John, you might not like this, but I think he's been really one of the most consistent guys to come out of Japan pitching-wise. But now is the sentiment like, okay, the well is kind of dry here. Yeah, you've got Maeda, you've got Tanaka. Um, you've got some people talking about a toy and then over in, in Korea, you're talking about, they're talking about, uh, a uh, Yoon Suk Min and then, uh, the, the third baseman for, uh, uh for SK, um, Chae Jong, Choi Jong. But other than that, what are you guys hearing from scouts? I mean, the scouts I've talked to are like, yeah, it's kind of slim pickings right now. It's not what it was.
2: You want to go ahead, John?
1: Uh, I can go first. Sure. Um, yeah, I think, first of all, Ichiro, there's not going to be another player like him for a long time. I mean, it, I saw Wayne Grosick, who's a, a longtime sports reporter here in Japan, who who was speaking on TV early on after the the uh, phenomenon of Ichiro hit the States and people came over looking for another one. And he said, look, you know, put your, pads, put your pads and your pens down. There's not another guy like that out there. But, um the problem is you're looking for you know if you if you look at stats, you're not going to find a guy who's going to stand out like that. If you look at skills and what a guy can can bring over to the states, um, there might be some players out there. and, and from what I hear, um, the giant shortstop Hayato Sakamoto is is highly regarded because of his athleticism. You know he's got the tools, he's got the speed he can he can run, he can swing the bat with power, he can swing the bat um, and hit for average. Uh, he hits fastballs, he hits off-speed pitches, he hits him inside, outside, and hits all over the field. And those skills can transfer over. If you just look at the numbers, oh, this guy's hitting 330, he must be good, you know, that, that that's not going to transfer or translate to, to the states. So, spoiled, yeah, I mean, guys like um, Kensuke Tanaka, who left the fighters in the offseason and went to the states thinking he was going to play, and, and I actually thought he was going to be able to play, but, uh, you know, if the... States want to change these guys' positions like they did with Nishioka, uh, Tsuyoshi Nishioka with the Minnesota Twins and move him to a different position or they're, they're not sure uh, where they want to play him, where they want to bat him. Those things are important to Japanese players. Because that,
0: that, that was the guy who said, here, you could have the contract back. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, he ended up coming back. He broke his leg early on and then, uh, yeah, he he didn't fare so well in the States. So. The, the,
0: un- the union didn't like that so much, the, the, Yeah. MLB Players Union.
1: I would imagine. So yeah, there are going to be instances like that. I mean, um, when you sent me this email, you, you, you use the word prospects and I'm like, well, you know, the the major league baseball doesn't come over to Japan to find prospects. They come over to find people who are going to contribute right right away. And that, that's not, that's the, that's, that label is not, is not adequate or, um, appropriate probably in, in the eyes of the major league scouts. So, um, they're not going to find those guys, but they can find some useful tools and some useful pieces to put in. I mean, you look at a guy like um, uh, Hasegawa, who went over to pitch uh, pitch with the Angels for a while. Um, he he wasn't so hard, highly regarded, and uh, he he went over there and just made adjustments and learned how to how to play. Uh, so Taguchi was a guy as well who he went over there, not very highly regarded, had to work really hard to even get his time in the lineup, and then contributed to a, a World Series championship. Absolutely. Uh, playing, in a, playing in a role. And I think you can find guys like that. It's just that they're not going to have the standout numbers that, that we might be used to if we're going to look for somebody like an Ichigo.
0: Well, Tanaka, you know, I think he kind of crumbled under the pressure in the WBC. or just didn't live up to the expectations. But now he's, he's 7-0, 7-0 with uh, 1.89 ERA. Maeda, you mean? Uh,
1: uh, Masahiro Tanaka. Oh, Malkun, okay, Masa- Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think he was ready, uh, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was dealing with something that, that was held out of the, the, the press. Physically
0: um, or personally? Physically, yeah, yeah,
1: physically, physically. Okay, okay.
0: Um,
1: and I think he's, he's a lot healthier now, um, obviously. <laughs> yeah, 7-0, 1.89 8,
0: 8, 9 ERA. The other one I wanted to just talk about before we get to Gio is, uh, You see Kikuchi. It seems like the ship has finally sailed in.
1: You say. Uh, You say.
0: Excuse me, Uncle John. You say say yes and I say no. (laughs) You say. Kikuchi. You
1: You know, he's one of those guys who I don't know if the ship is in or not. I think what he has done is he's always he always had a good fastball, but they had to reel it in because he couldn't control it. He couldn't pinpoint it. And they've worked with him on that regard, in that regard. And his other problem was his secondary stuff. He wasn't getting it over for strikes, and when he was getting it over for strikes, they were hangers. (laughs) And so he throws one occasionally here and there, but um, he's really, really honed in on his control and his command, and he's getting the ball where he needs to get it, and that's producing. Now, again, this is the first year. uh, I'm the proponent of a guy, well, you know, you you can't just do it one time for me and and have me believe it. Yeah, I'm going to have to see. I mean, uh, our, our, our MVP from last year... Um, in the Pacific League is a guy who has barely won a game this year. In um, Mitsuo Yoshikawa, with the with the Nippon Ham Fighters, he's not he's not the same guy. Um, and and I told people this. I said he's having a good year. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know that he's a good pitcher. And that might be the label that I would put on you say at the moment.
0: And one one other guy I wanted you to uh, talk about was Otani uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, who's what? Uh, right out of high school and up with the uh, Nippon Hem Fighters already. Um, how's, how, how, how do you think he's doing?
1: I think he's doing great. I mean, uh, on our show, I think we had a, uh, a question. Someone asked, "Who's going to be more productive?" There's another rookie pitcher named um, Tomoyuki Sugano who pitches with the Giants, the Yomiuri Giants and uh for Yomiuri, i think it's it's surprising how well he's doing because i don't think they expected him to be as poised as he is but uh the question was who's going to be better or who's going to be more productive and i said well i'm going to pick the guy who's going to play more than once a week and i'm going to pick o'tani because i think you know he he's a singles hitter in, in my opinion but he can he can hit he doesn't hit power but he can hit so already the kid's hitting, you know, over 300, close to 320, I think it was, the last time I looked, which was probably over the weekend. And uh, he won his first game as well on, uh, as a starter over the weekend going five in, five innings. It was a five and dive. They haven't stretched him out very, very long yet. But once they do, I think he, he's going to be successful. He, he's throwing mostly fastballs. So if they can get some other pitches in there, <laughs> get him the full batters. I mean, he's just going yeah. away at the moment.
0: And have they, have they kind of given up on that, uh, that project of putting him in right field as well? No, he's going to play. <laughs> oh, he's playing right field. Well, not every
1: day. He's not an everyday player. Right. But uh, my colleague Jim Allen said he's the best right fielder they have. So I don't see any reason to take him out.
0: <laughs> okay. So they're going to mix it up, pitching and outfield.
1: Wouldn't you if you had a tool like that?
0: Well, I mean, you risk the injury then, you know. I I said
1: that, I saw him, you know, he bumped into a wall and twisted an ankle and missed a couple weeks, but uh, pitchers get injured too, uh, just throwing. So, uh, you know, he's 18, he's going to heal fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, long term, do you think he'll have to pick one?
1: Well, long-term, I don't think we have to consider that since he's probably going to go to the States in a little while. So, um, no, I think they're going (laughs) to... If you were were the Nippon hand fighters, wouldn't you squeeze every ounce of of ability out of him before you let him go?
0: Yeah, is that the right thing to do?
1: Is it wrong? What's wrong about it?
0: I mean, you you could destroy a guy's career. Look at what happened to Mariano Rivera. I mean, granted, he's older. It was a freak thing just shagging a fly ball in center field.
1: Never going to compare an eighteen-year-old to a guy over forty. <laughs> Sorry.
0: What, what What are they talking about his plans for when he does go to MLB?
1: I don't know. Uh, I he, think, won't be,
0: he won't be able to do both. There, no I way. I think
1: I think they want him to pitch. Yeah, but if he goes to a National League team, the problem solved. Uh, except for the fact that maybe they'll pinch hit him once in a while, a little bit more often than, than maybe save Fernando Valenzuela and what was the other guy's name, Micah, Micah something, who played uh, in Arizona. They they, they 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 can use him. But uh, Jiho is sitting there, and yes, he's I'm sorry,
0: Jiho. In- uh, <laughs> you have an NBA update for us, and also your feeling on the Korean uh, prospect—not prospect pool, player pool—that well, can come sure. over to uh, <laughs> to MLB. I'm very sorry about that. We—that's I, okay. I, I got lost in the moment.
2: No, I was uh, enjoying the conversation. Um, I was—I um, could talk about a little bit about the prospects, quote unquote. In yeah. Korea. The the talent pool is not actually quite the same as it was maybe uh, five, six years ago, uh, there was a period in time around 2007 and 2008, uh, about a dozen Korean kids out of high school got signed by major league clubs. Uh, about seven or eight guys went to Chicago Cup system. They're p- pitching in the single A or double A right now. Uh, a couple of guys went to Twins, Angels, uh, Astros, you name them. Uh, a lot of guys ca- got plucked off uh, of the high school. And and then years passed in 2012 to. 2013, uh, the scouts are saying there's not actually, there's very slim pickings actually in high school, Korean high school in in the last couple of years. And and one of the the scouts has told me that he thinks uh, there's going to be maybe better talent pool in the next uh, four or five years. Uh, You know, the kids who grew up watching baseball, kids who grew up watching Korea play at the WBC in Mm -hmm. 2009 or the Beijing Olympics in 2008, you know, maybe they started playing ball around, they, around I don't know, five or six years ago when they are watching these Olympics and World baseball classic. And when they grow up and, you know, be, be a better athlete in high school, maybe they're going to play uh, 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 baseball as opposed to, you know, when Korea did well in the World Cup back in 2002, there are a lot of kids who picked up soccer or football, as we say here Yes. at the time. And those kids who grew up, they played for the national team for Korea. And we have some pretty good young talent uh, on this team even though we're struggling in the Asian qualifications. So, so by the same logic, uh, kids who, who, who watch uh, uh, the national team baseball at the Olympics and the World Baseball Classic, maybe they're going to pick up baseball over soccer, and then they grew, they're going to grow up to be a better prospects in high school and college and whatnot. Uh, as far as the KBO, the professional guys, um, you mentioned the third baseman for SK Wyverns, Choi Jong. Um, I, like I like him a lot. You know, He's, a, he's a, I think, a prototypical 5'2 player the third baseman. Uh, he's hit uh, 300 uh, last three years. He's uh, career-high last year, 26 homers. He's deserved up to 13 long balls this year. He's 41 games in. Uh, 2020 last year with steals and, uh, and homers. Uh, just a great hitter. And he's also got the military, military service out of the way because he won the Asian Games gold medal in right. China a couple of years ago. So he doesn't have to worry about that, having to serve in the military uh, for two and a half years or two years. Um, but I've heard talks about him possibly moving to outfield if, if he does go to the majors. Uh, because if you play third at the level, I think there's a certain level of offensive production that is expected out of the corner infield position. Uh, it's almost kind of the opposite of Lee ho where you know, he can produce offensively, but he, he, can, he can still DH. You know, Choi Jong is a pretty solid defensive player in, in, at, at this level in Korea. Uh, but if you look at some of the star third basemen in the majors, uh, you know, can you match that kind of talent? You look at guys like David Wright, Evan Longoria, um, uh, even I don't know Manny Machado, even uh, and Brett Lowry for for Toronto who's injured. But there's some pretty good talent up there in, in the hot corner in the majors. But can can Trejong actually match that? Uh, probably not defensively. So, and he's got a good arm. Maybe they could move up to uh, move him out, out to outfield. And put him in—I don't know—sort of uh, uh, stashing him in the corner, out, corner outfield position, and, and try to uh, uh, and expect, some, expect him to produce better offensively.
0: Okay, guys. Um, I know that you, John, you got to leave for work soon. Last thing, both of you guys, John, your prediction: yep. who will win it all in Japan this year? We're almost at the halfway point.
1: Oh, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> come uh, on. <laughs> You know, I always say I'm not a betting man, so um, I guess I'll just throw away some some play money because I, I have no idea. Uh, in the in the Central League, sure, the the Giants were they actually fell out of first place for a moment here this past weekend when they lost, but they they, they jumped back into first place yesterday by a half game. I think they're the 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 betting team. Um, I don't see any reason to bet against them, o- other than. If their all-star catcher Shin Abe, comes up with an injury or something uh, late in the season, and he is over 30, uh, maybe he won't be able to get back in time, and um, perhaps the Tigers can can keep up what they've been doing and get to the to the to the Japan Series and Go actually
0: because
1: they have they have good pitching. Yep. But um, uh, you know, uh, I would bet on the Giants in the Pacific League. It's still pretty much wide open. It's pretty tight. Uh, and I, I I can't even at this point say that anybody is decidedly better than another team. Um, the only thing I can say is is that I do like the offense that the, the, the and I'm, I'm 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 hesitant to say it, but the Chibolote Marines who are in first place now they they really put together uh, consistent at bats better than any other team, and I just don't think their pitching is good enough. I don't think the the, the Eagles of uh, Tohoku Rakuten Eagles are in second place at the moment. I don't, I don't think their pitching is good enough. Uh, the team that looks like it's really playing well and coming together is the Saitama Stable Lions, but I don't trust that team's offense. And then the team that I expected to win and predicted would win, uh, is the Fukuoka Softbank Hawks, the team with the, the hitting and the pitching and... Everything else you want to have in a championship team—they're—they're they're in fourth place at the moment, but it's still so close. Um, I'm going to stick with my predictions, which were the Hawks playing the Giants, and I would—I would have to say the Giants would win that. Although uh, Kojiakiyama, the skipper of the South Bank Hawks, is one of the best uh, postseason um, strategists I've seen in a while, and uh, if he gets to that point, I wouldn't bet against him either. <laughs> So there, there's a lot of confusion for you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> so no clear-cut winner. But it sounds yep. like you, you're I'm leaning saying, toward the Giants a little bit. I'm going to say the Giants. Yeah. All right, all right. Gio. Uh,
2: yeah, the you, prediction. Uh,
0: hold on. Are you playing kindergarten cop today?
2: No, well, <laughs> not really, but.
0: It's fine. It gives us a little background to okay. my style. <laughs> there are kids young playing children.
1: in the background out here, too. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. I know who's not going to win the championship in the KBO, though, this year.
0: Oh, come on now.
2: <laughs> it's not going to be the Hanwha wow. Eagles.
0: You're killing me. <laughs> By not- the way, I am uh, moving to Daegu. I got a, um, a position there at uh, university. It's a really? better situation. And I'm going on record. I'm staying with the Hanwha Eagles, okay? No way. Yep. No I'm way. staying with them. I'm not going for Samsung.
2: I'm, I'm. You no, know, I
0: nearly I... killed myself at the game, John. I went to uh, the Citizen Park or Citizen Stadium in Daegu. It, it, it looks like a, a high school, college stadium.
2: It's even worse than that. It's
0: worse. Um, it was built
2: in 1948.
0: <laughs> so, so you know, there's one section for the field, and then there's a, a section behind. it. It's a real small stadium. I had first row in the second section. Okay. There is no guardrail, and it's about a three and a half, uh, four foot drop from your seat to the ground. And, mm. and and the seat's on a decline. So I call it the most dangerous seats in the world.
2: <laughs> I mean, the the best team in the league for last You can see the, the video uh, on my, on my They've Facebook They've got the page. worst stadium.
0: Yeah. You can see the yeah. video on my Facebook page. Yeah. It's a shareless right, plug. <laughs> um, but anyhow, uh, Gio, yeah, I'm staying with the Eagles. Doesn't matter.
2: Okay. Well, you know, my head says Samsung Lions for the third straight year to, the, to win the championship. A lot of the Korean baseball games, even the regular season, but more so in the playoffs, it really comes down to bullpen. There's not as much emphasis on starting pitching. Um, you don't really have a, a starting pitcher anymore. You just have a guy who starts the game, who happens to throw first the uh, four or five innings, and then he's on to the bullpen guys. Uh, well, you know.
0: well, I mean, except for guys like Shane Newman.
2: Yeah, I mean... You know, but they're not gonna get the. Are they gonna get to the playoffs this year? That's the question.
0: Really? Ooh, there, there's only.
2: There's only. You know, there's only a, a, a handful of starting, quote unquote, starting pitchers who can who can keep the team in the game for six seven innings.
0: GOU has uh, just started a war with with the city of Pusan.
2: Yeah, and a lot of
0: <laughs> the guys, a lot
2: of the guys are from uh, from overseas. Guys like Shane Newman, Creeks Oxpring.
0: Uh, well, it's funny because uh, Jung. Uh, no, was it, yeah, Jung uh, Songchul from the MyKBO, um, My let's yeah. plug uh, uh, Danny K, MyKBO.net, his Facebook mm-hmm. group, um, asked, is Lotte, uh leaning too heavily on, on those two guys, on the two foreign guys, Oxpring and Yuman? Well,
2: just like a lot of teams are, you know, they've got two starting mm-hmm. pitchers from uh, overseas, and those usually those are the only two guys that can last six or seven innings in a game <laughs> in the <a> start. <laughs> a lot of the Korean pitchers, uh, they go out there, they throw uh, four or five innings, and the managers, just, they're very quick with the trigger as far as pulling them out and just go with the bullpen. And, and It's usually the bullpen guys, uh, three or four, uh, out of the pen, uh, pitching uh, the rest of the game after uh, their starting pitcher. So, you know, given that, the, the Lions have the strongest bullpen, just like they have had in the last uh, three or four years, and they've won the last two championships, they've been to the last three finals. So that's really no coincidence right there. Um, so I I just think that they could have, they're going to win it all again this year. Wow. I mean, they're not the most entertaining team to watch because their games are usually slow because of a lot of pitching changes. Um, but I just think that they've got the the winning formula uh, right down. All right, got to give you an update uh, Okay. on the NBA. Roy,
1: Roy Hibbert is hitting jumpers, so the Heat might be in trouble. <laughs> did, uh, did anybody flop? <laughs> What's is that? Flopping? Is anyone flopping? Well, uh, yeah. The heat—they flop when they get to the onto the court. They just flop once for practice in unison.
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and was it uh, who was it? that One of you guys told me that San Antonio is going to crush whoever they play. That's me. Okay, I think whoever
2: comes out of the East, they're going to get cleaned by the Spurs. Um, that was my opinion. Yeah, that was my opinion last year. But uh, yeah. I that's another, another team, team that's one crutch, crutch away
1: from being the average, <laughs> one sprained ankle away from being you know, nothing. Mm.
0: <laughs> so guys, uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, John, I, here's my brown-nosing moments, okay? Here comes my segment called Brown-Nosing. John, what? I really liked the Tony Plush interview. Um, I I tried to get something from him. I couldn't. So I did the, the next best thing and uh, interviewed his uh, interpreter. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you saw that piece that I wrote. It was um, It's on my website, comingtoamericabaseball.com. But... John, you were so playful and relaxed, and Tony—maybe Tony made you that way. But what was it like to to, to interview him?
1: So you're saying uh, the whole time I've been on your show this morning, I haven't been—No, this of-
0: is a new John. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you've been riding me in the G- beginning. G-ho, but- does he treat you like this?
1: <laughs> What's that? Does he do the same thing to you? Like this? why he does it all the time? Okay, well I I'm always playful and relaxed. I, I guess when I'm out at those ballparks, um, you know, it's a it's a business uh type setting and probably I get in that mode. Uh so maybe if some of my other interviews haven't seemed like that, then maybe that's the that's the case. But you know, Tony is a guy who A he helps you relax because he's always cracking jokes. You never know when he's gonna hit you with something weird and uh you know, his his uh
0: <laughs> gotta that, go
1: and stuff like that are, are, are just fun you know he was a really fun guy so um, you know I'm sorry I, I, I always try to be playful and relaxed I, I've been keeping that in mind with some of the other uh, subsequent interviews so hopefully uh, you'll see that, that part of my personality that's the way I am all the time oh, I
0: know it depends on the guy too
1: that's true too
0: Yeah. Uh, and Gio uh, yeah. here comes my brown nosing moment for you uh the Lee Soo-min article great stuff and oh, thank um you. yeah you're welcome and it you know really turned me on to how over here in Korea the high school players are getting just as abused as in Japan and we'll talk about that on the next podcast when Jason Koskre joins us. You mm-hmm. have a guy over there named Anruku... um
1: Annaku Annaku <laughs>
0: Annaku okay Tomohiro Annaku who yes. pitched uh, 772 pitches in nine days at the Koshien oh, tournament. Um, I mean, I guess we can just talk about it for a minute, but John, uh, the rationale behind that is you're like a samurai warrior who's supposed to go till you die.
1: Well, if you, if you know anything or have read anything about the old time Japanese style of pitching it was, uh, something called nagekomi, which is where you just throw and throw and throw to you. Can't throw no more. And, um... You know, these pitchers, I mean, it's it's it just happened that he ended up throwing so many pitches because he struck a lot of guys out, but this is not something that's so rare because uh, Daisuke Yama, Yama what's his name? Matsuzaka did the same not not the same number of pitches, but I mean, if you're the ace pitcher and your team gets to the championship, you're going to, you're going to pitch you're going to throw a lot. You're going to pitch a lot of innings, you're going to throw a lot of pitches. Um, but he actually finished his uh his Koshien moment off with a a showdown and a I believe it was a no hitter, so I mean, you know at the end of this, when you're meeting up against the best team, uh obviously in the other bracket, uh he finished it off in style so i you know, we baby arms back home in the states they they do the opposite they say, look if you if you can throw a lot, you can certainly throw a game <laughs> uh you, you should throw two games worth in practice, and in that way, the games would be easier
0: <laughs> all right. And, uh, Gio, is it kind of the same mentality in Korea?
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really a cultural thing, I think. Uh, you know, if, when you're the best pitcher on your team, you're supposed to go out there and really pitch as much as you can. And you got to remember, in high school, there's not a lot of depth in the pen. So uh, it's not like in professional baseball where the managers give the quick hook on the starting pitcher and go to the bullpen after four or five innings. You, 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 you have to rely on your starting pitching. And with the Korean baseball, high school baseball system now, you know just a few years ago we used to have four major national tournaments and every school just was gunning for that one of those uh, four major titles but now they're playing on the weekends only they play in the weekend league and after the league play uh the top teams from different regions they get together for the national championship at, at the end of at the end of each half of the year and because they play on on, on once on the weekend uh, once a week it's either saturday or sunday you know th- it gives the teams six five six days of break in between games so actually that makes it easier for the managers to go with their one starting pitcher for every game uh you can you pitch you go out there and pitch 100 throw 150 pitches or whatever and you can go out there and rest for next to five six days uh get some massage get some treatment and whatnot and come back out and throw another 150 um it used to be even worse back then in the 70s and 80s when guys would go out there uh, throw back-to-back complete games uh uh, because it was a tournament, they played semifinals one day. The final was the very next day, so you have to go back to the ace to win to try to win the championship. It's a little different now, but because they have six, seven, five six days of break between games, it makes it easier for the managers to go with uh, with go with the aces and 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 leave them out there for high with the high pitch counts.
1: Yeah, just to just to I'm um, sorry, just to uh, I looked it up here. Um, Matsuzaka got through 250 pitches in a 17 inning game one day. Uh, after he had pitched, a, he had thrown 148 pitches. And then in the final, he, he did throw a no-hitter. And this is 1998. So if, for them to make a big deal about Naku uh, doing what he did, it is, is, doesn't make sense because there's no, there's so much precedent in history that it's not even, it's, right. it's, sorry, it's, it's not a big
2: deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here in Korea. I mean, I try to sort of make it a bigger deal because uh, it wasn't an issue for a while here. And then this guy came along and his manager was letting him throw 100, average 140 pitches a game. So, so I sort of tried to make it an issue, but at the same time, I, I did mention, I did talk about some of the precedences in, in Japan and in Korea where it's almost been a more of a cultural thing than anything else.
1: 250 pitches, guys.
2: <laughs> wow. 250.
0: An- Anaku threw 232. I don't think I've thrown that many pitches in my life
2: yeah i'm sure i haven't
0: <laughs> uh he threw 232 on march 26th then april 1st 138 the second 134 and the third 109 that's when he just crapped out a lot of rubber he run. got off. He got nine, off. nine runs he gave up that game
1: yeah and he was he was he was done yeah he was
0: cooked <laughs> in, in six innings yeah. Yeah. so okay guys thanks a lot uh anything else oh let's plug you guys uh john how do the fans get in touch with you
1: um, I am on Twitter at JN Yaku, I believe it is. I forgot because we changed our, our Twitter. But if you just search for uh, uh, Yaku or J- Japan News, our name has changed. We're not the Daily Yomiuri anymore. We're called the Japan News. So if oh, you look at okay. that, you'll find us. And um, you can find the Japan Baseball Weekly on uh, I- I- iTunes, the podcast. and The
0: best podcast about Japanese baseball, by the way. Maybe the you. only one.
1: Probably
0: the only one <laughs> that's definitely a great one. It's worth it's worth a listen. I'm a All subscriber. Right.
2: Thank you very much, dude.
0: You're welcome. Uh, Gio, how do we find you?
2: Well, I'm on Twitter and Facebook as well. My Twitter, you can buy me at G H O underscore one. That's J E E H O underscore uh, number one on Facebook. Same uh, facebook.com backslash or is it slash or backslash uh, at Gio underscore one so you can find me either on Facebook or Twitter
0: and you're also a regular Chuck E. Cheese
2: uh yes I am
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay guys enjoy your day enjoy the NBA finals and of course baseball the best sport in the whole world all right man all right take care guys thanks bye-bye okay thanks again to GOU and John E. Gibson uh, coming up next week will be uh, Brandon Knight of the Nexen Heroes. It'll be a two-part podcast. I spent about an hour with him, and we talked about everything from history uh, to uh, the 38th parallel, the DMZ zone, to, of course, baseball. And uh, just a uh, side note, Kim tae goon did apologize to Shane Newman, um, and so did the Hanwha Eagles' his team, uh, apologized as well. However, don't be surprised if there is retaliation by foreign and Korean pitchers uh, around the league. Now, again, Kim Tae-gun did get plunked uh, once already by a Lotte Giant pitcher. It wasn't Shane Newman um, in that first game where he saw the Lotte Giants this past Friday night. was berated with boos um, and some other choice words, which I'll have to get translated, but... Um, Again, first time I've heard booze here. It takes a lot to get KBO fans to boo. Um, I saw signs of support for Shane Newman. Okay, if you want to get in touch with me on the social network, social medias, uh, Twitter, coming to Amerbb, and coming to or you can email me at Phil at p h i l Phil at coming to Look forward to hearing your comments. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And from a rainy, muggy South Korea, so long. Enjoy baseball. Uh, hopefully we won't have any more rainouts for this week. Take care. Get back to where you